Chapter Fifteen of *The Wishing Horse of Oz* by Ruth Plumley Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Beth Thomas. Chapter Fifteen, The Dooners. All day, with only a short pause for lunch, Pegasus had flown north. Dorothy keeping a sharp lookout for Thunder Mountain or mountains of any sort, but the wild, desolate country through which they were flying was flat, desert-like, and apparently perfectly uninhabited. <coughs> a fine healthy chance we have of finding an army here snorted pigasus as the afternoon drew to a hot weary close and what we'll do when we find thunder mountain i haven't the faintest notion have you even if i butt my nose black blue and blunt and you break both knuckles beating on its rocky exterior how can we ever hope to enter such a place much less release our unfortunate sovereigns i told you calico was a scoundrel i'll wager he's sent us on a wild goose chase just to get us out of the way ah oh, don't say i told you so there's always some way you know said dorothy almost as downhearted as pigasus though she would not admit it the pink pig rather ashamed of himself flew for several miles without saying anything then in a rather gruff voice he called dorothy's attention to the changing nature of the scenery below notice the hills he snorted more hopefully maybe there is a mountain after all but the sun's going down and i'm ready to sink myself so let's descend and see whether we can find a nice soft rock on which to lay our heads not hills dunes cried dorothy bouncing off as soon as pigasus touched earth sand dunes we must be near the coast and the nonestic ocean it does smell salty <laughs> agreed pigasus sniffing the air eagerly but suppose we save the ocean for to-morrow my feet ache my wings ache and i'm hollow as a drum then we'll have supper decided dorothy sensibly so seating themselves comfortably with their backs against a dune the two weary explorers finished up all the cold meat fruit pie and sandwiches schufenwaller had packed up for them after a long wistful sniff into the box convinced him there was not another crumb pigasus folded his wings lay down in the soft sand at the foot of the dune giving only indistinct grunts and snorts to dorothy's questions and observations finally getting no answer at all dorothy discovered he was asleep the regular rise and fall of the pink pig's sides the soft drowsy singing of the west wind lulled dorothy into a pleasant state of dreaminess and presently with her head comfortably pillowed on the pig's plump shoulder she fell asleep too it must have been hours later when terrified squeals from pigasus and the patter of a hundred hurrying feet made her start up in alarm still only half awake she was startled to find herself and pigasus surrounded by a horde of savage-looking sandmen in the pale and watery moonlight they looked like creatures out of some very bad dream their bodies were roughly moulded of sand their eyes strangely green and phosphorescent while their hair rising like beech grass from their pointed heads waved about their lumpy faces clutching the basket that contained her small store of clothing the black witch's powder of darkness and potaroo's box of stumbling blocks dorothy pressed back against the dune her first idea of leaping on the pig's back and bidding him fly was useless pigasus lay helplessly on his side his wings and legs bound tightly with long strands of tough strong seaweed thankful to find that she at least was free dorothy went a step closer to her struggling squealing furious little comrade as she did so a perfect shower of sand balls came flying toward them 
the sharp sting of the sandman's missiles not only awoke her completely but goaded her into instant and angry action stop that stop that at once she cried stamping her foot indignantly but her words only brought another shower of sandballs down on their heads you have dared to invade the sacred domain of the dunas yelled the rasping voice of the leader rattling a long string of seashells he wore around his neck and therefore you shall be sandballed sandbagged and made into sandwiches for the sand crabs if the duna had not looked so wild and dangerous his foolish threat might have been amusing but as he and his bandy-legged sandmen came leaping forward pigasus gave a squeal of sheer terror and dorothy raising the basket over her head hurled it with all her might into the midst of the advancing army the effect was immediate and astonishing cowering down beside pigasus and expecting to be seized or trampled on dorothy saw the first line of dunas going down like a row of tenpins and then all the others began tumbling and tripping and falling in heaps no sooner would a sandman rise than he would instantly tumble down again and their squalls and screeches of rage were so piercing dorothy put both hands over her ears it's the blocks wheezed pigasus managing to lift his head a few inches calico's stumbling blocks are flying like fur and fury now if they just keep em down for a while longer we might get away dorothy peering sharply into the midst of the tumbling dunas saw the fifty magic squares released from their box when she flung her basket fairly exploding with activity and scramble up as they would after each tumble the sandmen could not advance an inch nor even manage to stand erect the leader attempting to crawl forward on his hands and knees was caught by a dozen of the whirling missiles and rolled back like a log among his churning comrades hooray three cheers for calico puffed pigasus quick my girl see if you can untie these wretched seaweeds and we'll be flying and off in a pig whistle i have a pair of scissors in my basket if it hasn't fallen out and anyway i'm not going without my things declared dorothy now quite bold since the enemy had been overcome by magic and in spite of the pig's anxious squeals of warning she rushed forward grabbed her basket and began picking up her scattered belongings noting with a sigh of relief that the box containing the powder of darkness was still closed with the scissors still safe in the little pocket in the side of the basket she soon clipped the seaweed trusses from pigasus and clasping the basket in her arms climbed swiftly on his back pigasus without one backward glance rose straight into the air and again headed north dorothy peering fearfully over his left wing saw the dunas spring suddenly to their feet and then like frightened prairie dogs disappear into many holes in the sand funny mused dorothy that they had not noticed these openings before funny that the dunas had stopped stumbling as soon as she and pigasus had taken to the air funny but then everything was funny right in the middle of her conjectures the box of stumbling blocks now closed and tied with a red ribbon dropped plink into the middle of her basket someone's throwing things gasped pigasus flapping his wings a bit faster and looking rather wildly over his shoulder no just our box of stumbling blocks yawned dorothy now that the excitement was over she felt dreadfully tired and even the sight of the nonestic ocean rippling and gleaming a few yards ahead did not arouse or interest her it did not interest pigasus either he was far from pleased to find himself so near the coast i don't like this i don't like this at all muttered the pig perking up his ears and wiggling his nose rapidly 
we've flown straight north and instead of striking thunder mountain we strike the sea and how could a mountain be in the middle of a sea there are mountains on islands and i have a notion there are plenty of islands out there in the ocean said dorothy sleepily recalling the days she had studied geography in the united states take japan for instance over there mountains are simply everywhere i don't care if they are answered pigasus fiercely i won't go to japan and i'll not go a wing's breadth over this ocean to-night islands or no islands so hey there's the north star to our left so we're not going north at all we're off course that's what we are north star north star of course we are mumbled dorothy with a drowsy nod you're asleep scolded pigasus in a worried voice i'd better land if you land too soon you'll strike a dune warned dorothy with another yawn after a quick glance below and convinced they were still over the duna's domain pigasus spread his wings a bit wider and swung along the coast looking carefully for a safe place to land and spend the rest of the night he was so busy squinting downward that he never saw the long curious tube-like shadow shooting after him with incredible accuracy and speed a terrific blast of air as it rushed by them on the right was his first warning of danger dorothy too caught unaware gave a faint shriek as an immense snake-like body curved back and began to coil round and round them like some gigantic air serpent it is a snake thought poor dorothy as pigasus hung helplessly in the little circle of air left in the centre of its coils neither spoke for truly there seemed nothing to say or do then just as the suspense grew too awful to be endured the monster opened its mouth and dorothy backing as far along the pig's back as she possibly could almost lost her balance instead of a tongue or long tusks out popped the head and shoulders of a little old man no larger than dorothy herself pardon me he murmured politely i was looking for a sea serpent do i look like a sea serpent snorted pigasus in a quivering voice for he was still half choked from shock and fright if you and that monster you're riding are looking for a sea serpent go ahead look for one but leave honest travellers alone monster exclaimed the little man in a hurt voice oh i say now you have us all wrong this is no monster this is the long strong flexible stretchable shooting tower of my private castle and i myself am bitty bit the seer of some summit in the short silence that followed bitty bit's astonishing announcement dorothy examining more closely the tube-like coils encircling herself and pigasus saw that they really were of stone with rubber-like sections between what she had taken for a mouth was really a window with his elbow resting on the ledge bitty bit was regarding them fixedly well even if you are a seer and have a shooting tower grunted pigasus gathering courage as he went along there is no reason for you to come towering over us this way but a seer must be constantly looking for things explained bitty bit spreading his hands expansively that you know is his business i am always looking for something and to-night it happens to be sea serpents sorry to disappoint you said pigasus more mildly but since we are not sea serpents perhaps you'll be good enough to unwind your tower as it happens i have little looking to do myself as a matter of fact when you and your tower overtook us i was searching for a safe place for this young princess and myself to spend the night look no more begged bitty bit leaning so far over the sill dorothy involuntarily put out her hand to save him from falling 
you shall both spend the night in my castle. Come. Grasping Dorothy by one hand and Pegasus by one wing, the little seer with superhuman strength for one so small and wrinkled dragged them both through the open window of his shooting tower. End of chapter 15